Hey everybody, it's Bobby here. Just before we dive into this, this is a bit of a bonus episode. Um, when we did our Big 12 um, first half basketball interview, Blake went on a bit of a tangent, as we all did, about the Big 12 uh, schedule for football that just got released. So instead of cutting it, we decided to make it a separate episode. So sit back, enjoy, just uh, us three kind of chatting about it. Hopefully you have a good time. Fair enough. I like it. I like it. But let's move on to some like little conference uh, talk here or uh, conference uh, schedule talk. So, Blake, um, the Shield has given you uh, your your conference schedule in this bit of an odd graphic. But uh, what, what's your first take on this, Blake? What do you think? Uh, do, do you think the Shield bestowed uh, some pain or do you think they bestowed uh a little bit of what, what do you think what do you think first reactions i thought like when it comes to tcu schedule honestly great for us i think the good thing is for one we don't have a bye week in the third week like we've had for the past like i feel like five or six years like that was the one thing i felt like tcu always got their bye week early it was impossible to rest during the middle of the season we get it way later in the year now which is just significantly better for us but if you look at our conference opponents like i love that we're getting a mix of the old and the new i think u of h like they're naturally gonna try to breed uh just like those texas rivalries right there especially with texas leaving so you want your you want your tech your u of h your baylor and your tcu to all hate each other i think byu was a natural fit just because like we were in the mountain west together had like a little rivalry there for a bit uh, just because BYU always filled solid teams. And then I think the rest, like, when you look at it, it's like at Iowa State, hard. At OU, hard. but was, And at K-State, like a hard game. But I think we get some solid games at home, ones that we can win. So a little bit difficult games on the road. And the best part about it is they don't put it on there. November 2nd is not a weekend it is a thursday game versus cactus gang and there's nothing that makes me happy more than tech who fills their stadium less than tcu but yet like claims it as their national championship that tcu doesn't fill their stadium uh they're not gonna be able to fill remotely close a thursday night game and like that's just gonna make me super happy uh block our ticket sales from fort worth or whatever you want to do but actually don't because all your tech grads live in fort worth so nobody would be able to buy tickets but yes i i do like this i think it's a good mix of the old the new and then get ou as our final game that's just seems like a fitting boat and blake scootin pod tribute uh tribute game uh, for you all the way out <laughs> on the, the way out pod. <laughs> The scooter. He started speaking German. <laughs> Der Scooten Pardon. <laughs> das Scooten Pod. Das Scooten Pod. It really is a, a farewell. You know, the last, what we all think is going to be the last Big 12 uh, game. You know, OUTC doesn't really mean a lot to a lot of people outside of this little bubble, but it means a lot to us. Um, and it's. It's going to be emotional a little bit, you know. I, I, I know I, I've had my 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 kicks against the Big Twelve. I, I I still think we kind of got a crap schedule, but I think for me, like the only emotional tie I truly do have is is with TCU, and you know, I, obviously people make the jokes about me being a uh, an OSU plant or whatever. That's 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 not really you know emotionally true at all. Mm, don't really have. Ah, mm, not really. Show the easy way to breeze by it. Show the flyers. 
We've all seen the photo of. Okay, well, that was after I lost a bet. That was after I lost a bet. The whole reason I did. Did I look happy in that photo? Did I look happy in that photo, Blake? I did not. Do you seem Mm. mad that uh, your OU Sooners probably won Bedlam that year, and you were a sad OSU (laughs) fan? It was after. It was after two thousand two thousand eleven. I lost a bet with. uh, quite possibly the worst human on earth. So it didn't go great. But uh, anyways, uh, besides that, I personally, I would not talk about Jameson like that, but (laughs) (laughs) no, no, it wasn't Jameson. Uh, But um, no. um, Yeah. I I don't really have a ton of emotional. In fact, weirdly enough, I'm glad to be out of the conference with OSC. So I can actually kind of like, not hate them. I've never really hated yeah, they, what? them. See, there we go. I've there we go. Bobby's Bobby like, I'm not a double agent. Not and then 30 seconds later, it's like, I don't hate them. <laughs> I don't hate them. They annoy they, they annoy the crap out of me. But yeah, because not, like true hatred. It's you easy look. for you now to keep up appearances once y'all leave. Is like you can just you can freely be like fly both flags and not get any criticism. But no, like right now, goodness. you kind of have to be a little bit closeted when it comes to your OSU fandom. No, that's not that's not true. That's not true. But I, I do want to say. It's consistent with what you just said. No, okay. You said the best part about leaving was because you don't have to hate OSU. It's not any other reason. Just I can I can like OSU in the sense that I like Tulsa. You know, where I'm like, good good job, OSU. Look at look at you go, sport. Have have a good time out there, y'all. Do you want to do want some orange slices? You know, like that sort of uh, appreciation for OSU. Not like fully rooting for them. You know what I mean? I. Okay. Well, I, I will say, I will say, I think, I think the shield, well, no, never mind. I almost said they uh, gave you at K-State Mac, Texas Tech on a short week, but I don't, but that doesn't yep. seem to be the case at all because there's a bye week in between. Uh, so that's nice at least. Yeah. You don't expect it because usually our bye week is so early that. <laughs> yeah. But overall, overall the big 12 schedule, who do you think got the easiest ride? The easiest ride. I know some people were throwing around the, Cincinnati just because of like it's like the win totals of teams that they avoid but I really think OSU OSU got away with it like they're playing the four new teams which I think the four new teams are going to be good but there's also going to be a learning curve to play in a conference where every team is like pretty good and like pretty decent that you can lose to and if we saw anything last year like the Big 12's deep, like similar to basketball. Big 12's deep in football, and I think that's going to kind of be a shock to these new teams. And so it's just so ironic that OSU kind of has a dumpster fire of an offseason. You're losing coaches. You're losing players. Nobody's coming back. Bad recruiting class, and it's like you get the schedule gifted from heaven where you don't have to play a TCU. I don't even think they have to play a Baylor. Like they don't have to play, don't play any of those either. Texas, yeah, like, you don't have to play those, like, really solid Big 12 teams. You just get the new four, which I would rather take the new four next year than any, like, any but maybe, like, a West Virginia, maybe, like, a Kansas, like, of the Big 12 teams. Who do you who do you think got the hardest, then? I think that's the natural question, and this is, I'm not sure if you listen, but Bobby and I sort of discussed who we thought had the hardest Uh yesterday so i'm not sure if you heard that or not but I, i'm curious to hear i have not. Uh, one if if you listened okay so you didn't uh so i did I'm, not i have not listened i'm curious yet, though. <laughs> i'm curious to hear who you think has the hardest one then i'm pulling up the schedule I'm i know we're do... putting you on i know we're putting I you know. on the spot but for the listeners uh that listened to the previous one which if you haven't i encourage you to uh 
I put Bobby on the spot with this one as well, but I also didn't prepare. So everyone has been put on the spot with this sort of, who do you think has the hardest? Uh, and and then brief, you know, brief explanation. I'm, I'm trying to read on. So Blake has a second to, to pull it up and skim it. But uh, if it makes you feel better, Blake, we also did this shooting from the hip style and, uh, and just the real proper, quick skimming. The proper Ty Lee way. Uh, let me get oh. that pulled up for you, Blake, as well. Yeah, so yeah uh, I'm looking at it now. <sighs> I'm trying to do, like, process elimination in my head. So, you know what? Just standing off the page, I'm going to go. I'm going to go BYU. Hmm. I think having to, uh, I think hmm. with. Oh, uh, you see, respect Arkansas. I respect oh, yeah. Arkansas a little mm, bit more. Or, like, take. I guess if you factor in non-conference, too, like... We did discuss not... Yeah, so that was something that, that immediately came up, was are we going to talk about non-conference and all? Uh, oh, yeah, like... It, like Texas, it, Texas is skewed a little bit with their non-conference. Yeah. That's so one thing I, we discussed. Yeah. I don't think Texas guess, got screwed over that bad, actually. Well, they made their bed. Yeah, with the Big 12, they didn't get screwed over, but schedule yeah. as a whole, you know, they well, made they, their bed. Yeah, you schedule you you schedule Alabama. You're gonna get Alabama, but like they don't really leave the state of Texas all that much. They leave it twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Like I think probably BYU. Like the the things that like I'm just looking at now. Like what stands off the page for me is like you probably get one of the easier opponents in West Virginia, hmm. but Kansas is solid. I think Cincinnati's probably the best of the entering right now. TCU and Texas and OU. That's like if you pull those three, that's gonna be hard. So and especially Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. Finish your finish your bid on BYU. Yeah, quick. like I just think they get a lot of the like really solid teams, but maybe it's because of the brands like picking mm-hmm. up. But then like I look and I'm like, also, I feel like West Virginia didn't get a good mm. draw either. Like I it's so hard. Okay, so to... how about what, this? What was y'all's? This? I want to hear you. Listen, y'all. I hear listen y'all's. to your listen to your argument. Think about the specific teams that you mentioned for yeah. BYU, and then look at Iowa State schedule. Okay, Iowa State. Oh, yeah. Iowa State got the worst. Oh, they Iowa got yeah. The worst. <laughs> so that's yeah. Iowa State got yeah. the worst. Because I'm like, on. really, it's the, the worst... same teams, but they're they're playing away games at everything. Yeah, yeah. that's that what one's bad mean? because I'm I'm looking at their schedule. I didn't like because I wasn't like I'm going for like the good teams that like kind of mm-hmm. get, but like Iowa State came off a bad year, and then you are having to play. I think your worst two teams maybe are. KU and OSU, like that is yeah within that sucks in like well then K State defending champs, you know they got to go, they got to go there, yeah, Yeah. Uh, and they they play Iowa and they're out of conference. They have to go at Ohio, which is wild. Like who who signed that (laughs) contract? (laughs) (laughs) What what are we doing here, man? Like what what contract is that? Um, I love how I love how them in Kansas just kind of the two bottom dwellers probably signed these like ten years ago just to do it, but then like Kansas has to go to at Nevada, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> like, which makes absolutely no sense considering like Nevada's in the drain right now. I think they were like a two win team, three win team last year. Like they are. <laughs> well, Blake, if we're talking about weirdness, look at look at Texas Tech's first game. They have to go to Laramie to play oh, Wyoming. Yes. Texas Laramie Tech versus Wyoming. What are we doing? 
Jeez, oh. yeah. We the the shield did not do a good job of kind of protecting the little cupcakes. Like they for some reason signed a home and home with um which you should not be doing. Like I guess like I guess you could kind of relate this to sending a home and home to SMU just because they're kind of a poverty uh football team, but <laughs> at least it's like Dallas close, like fun. Hey, we did a, like I, did we do a proper home and home or did we do a home home and road? Like I can't Oh, remember. it might be a home home and road, but like uh, you are going to SMU at some point. That is the point. Is like you are you are going to SMU at some point. But at least we're going to like Dallas. We're not going to Laramie. You know, even yeah, though that's the stadium's the- crap. Like we're not having to go all the way out to Wyoming. That's the thing, and it's like the like Dallas is kind of the second home for the Sooners. It's not like it's not preposterous. It's just funny. Like KU definitely did a whole bunch of home and homes, like with a whole bunch of G five schools, just to get easy wins. Like starting ten years ago, that's why we saw them play Coastal Carolina and like some of these other ones where they're going at Coastal Carolina like as a Power years. Five school. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. God. I do think it's funny, Bobby. We didn't discuss this the the other day, but. Uh, just looking at this, and this is pure out of conference, but I do think it's funny that there's four teams that are playing multiple Big 12 teams. Like, there's a ton of shared out of conference. Pitt uh, playing West Virginia and Cincy, um, Wyoming playing Tech and Texas. He, uh, Houston's in conference. Uh, SMU playing TCU and OU. Mm-hmm. And then, oh goodness, who am I missing? Rice. 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 Yeah, Rice playing a couple teams. Uh, Texas, and Texas and then Houston, yeah. So kind of funny how the the out of conference pool is not too not too extensive either. Not too different, and you, and you, it, it is funny seeing a couple weird ones like Villanova randomly on there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always forget like, they have yeah. a football team. Like I just always, yeah. I think they're like I always threw them in the same class as Gonzaga. I'm just like yeah. you're just small school, like small religious school that only has basketball, but that is just not the case. Yeah, and that week two is going to be weird too with Baylor and Texas. Baylor playing Utah at home and Texas Tech playing Oregon at home, and it makes you wonder what idiot at Oregon signed a home at home with Texas Tech. How does that <laughs> sound appealing? That is that is the one of the absolute worst home and homes you can do just because like tech usually like I will give them like give Cactus Gang a little bit of praise. They're feisty. They're feisty enough that they can beat some teams like we saw it against Texas like this past year. But like you don't get any props for beating Texas Tech. They're kind of supposed to be the they're supposed to be a doormat. They're supposed to be a team that you run over a little bit and you just count them as a guaranteed win. So if you lose to them, it's only embarrassing especially these big brands like Oregon that's like trying to become like a I guess they're like a new blood but like trying to get in that upper echelon you can't be scheduling you got to schedule like Georgia like you did last year like I know you got stomped but you want shots at the king you don't want like <laughs> going into Lubbock on like a Thursday night and have to try to win a game like you don't want that as yeah. a new blood that's, that's they probably... basically scheduled like the Oklahoma State of the Pac-12 to try <laughs> <Yeah>. to boost <laughs> oh it's funny that's funny. Um, I will say before we kind of fully wrap this up, is this a is the the Shield's greatest uh, screw job doing OU at uh, BYU in the snow in late November and then playing uh, your you know college football playoff contending team uh, in TCU on a short week? Is that an ultimate screw job by the Shield? 
I think it could have gotten, it is screwy, but it could have gotten a lot worse. Like, I wish it was just, like, overt collusion. Like, <laughs> that with OU and Texas's schedule, like, they're playing all short weeks. Like, they're playing weird times. Like, so for some reason, they're getting off away games. Like, they're just, like, more away games than home games. Like, that's kind of what I wanted. Like, I wanted it to get real weird, and maybe they could do that when it comes to just 11 a.m. scheduled or, like, when they go to BYU, they could do a really late night kickoff like those are always kind of screwy but that's 100 percent gonna happen yeah oh yeah i just i have a feeling even if but that's the thing is byu is used to kind of dictating when they play because they're independent not like actual conferences so they get a lot of night games like that's gonna be a rude rude awakening for them that they're not gonna be getting night games every single game <laughs> yeah can, can we talk about that video where they're like talking about the schedule and these byu guys are like on the verge of tears be like can you believe we're saying the sentence the Oklahoma Sooners are coming to Provo? And I'm like, y'all, just try to not act like small potatoes, guys. Like, come on. I know and BYU. Like, I mm. the one thing uh, the one thing I've always said is they're like a successful program. Like, they always they don't have a high ceiling, but they have a super high floor and like they're always competing against good squads they can end the season ranked like you aren't some scrubs like you've beaten good teams before and like they're the ones acting the most scrubby and then you have like the other three that are coming in acting all big shoddy like ucf the most <laughs> the ucf twitter mafia like that's Ugh. mostly a thing which is just gonna be the biggest joke it's in so the world bad. And, like, I'm not worried about, like, Cincinnati, I've heard a little bit. Nobody, I've been asking around, I've been doing a little straw poll. Nobody knows a Houston fan. Where are the Houston fans? I've not seen, like, I know, like, the social media feeds curate to, like, your specific needs. I see other fan bases all the time. Never Houston. Absolutely. Nobody is in the few people I've ever met that went to Houston are all Longhorns fans. So I'm like, who's a Houston Cougars fan? Like, who? Oh my that's what I've been saying that for SMU should have gotten the, the call. UNT should have gotten the call before. Oh my God. For the reasons that you Oh my God. But yeah, I, just, really is, I, is... I do have to say, I, I love the purity of BYU. Like they, they truly love the sport. Uh, I might be reading into it far too much, but in the clip that Bobby's talking about, maybe we can link it on the socials or something. So people that are unfamiliar can listen, but these guys are also, I thought the most notable part was they're very excited about senior night, which to, <laughs> to, to me an OU fan was, was weird. Cause I'm like, yeah, you have like one, maybe two senior players a year that you like love. Uh, Caleb Kelly comes to mind most recently for OU, but otherwise, like if someone's a good player, they're not playing to their senior year. And then I just, I, that's my perspective as an OU fan. So I thought that was funny that BYU fans really look at this idea of like senior night being a special thing uh, because I suppose their best players are staying there until they're seniors uh, and, and everything else. But I, I love the purity of it. I, Blake, you'll have to go back and listen to our episode where we discuss sort of the entire big 12, but um, yeah, yeah, I guess we can play it, but yeah, I, nobody, I, 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 I love the purity. Is. These are, these are fans of the sport and I love it. Cause like we've, I've talked about constantly BYU's market, how they're basically Notre Dame light. Like they have a massive, massive market because of who they are. Uh, and they have a very strong, they're basically like a, a weird cross between, I would say A&M. And I'm saying that because of their endowment and because of their alumni success, not 
not within sports. Not not within sports. No, not not that. But not We're within not sports. That. But like their their alumni success and endowment within like the the B school and everything else there. But also very Notre Dame like with the religious aspect and stuff. I think there are weird crossover between the two, but also weirdly humble because you don't think humble with Notre Dame and A and M fans. And I guess Bobby, roll the clip, but you'll see what I'm you'll see what I'm saying. Like they, yeah, I'm, they're I'm gonna, they yeah, are yeah. they're the prom queen, but they don't think that they are. They they don't think that anyone you know likes them. Basically, yeah. So As here's the clip. A media member focusing on BYU. I'm glad we're recording this. Okay? Six words. Senior night in Provo against Oklahoma. <laughs> How do you factor in Oklahoma now to a senior night scenario in year one and what is already going to be an incredibly emotional night for BYU? It's really going to take some time for, for Cougar Nation to wrap their arms around this one uh, because the knock on independence was we can't get anybody in Provo in November, especially late November. It's going to take some time. Uh, and now comes uh, one of the most storied programs in the country um you know and, and they're still trying to adapt to their new coach and new style after lincoln riley left for the usc job and um if, if they coming into provo thinking this is gonna be a cakewalk because byu's new into the league uh they'll be in for a surprise as will iowa state but uh, this is why this is the game in provo this is why byu and tom homo long to become a p5 long to get into a power uh, five conference for these kinds of things that have never happened before at BYU. And now we see the Sooners are coming to town. And it's I, just, even I just realized, I just realized that they sold their soul for an eternity of 11 of 11 AM kickoffs just to get one primetime game. Maybe Maybe oh, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> right, it's not gonna be eleven. A it's not gonna be eleven a.m. They're in Mountain Times. So it's gonna be ten a.m. kickoffs. Maybe no. That's what I'm saying. Is is like they they're so happy like that. The purity <laughs> of it. I can't hate them. But they're like, oh my goodness, we get the storied Oklahoma coming to our. I'm not trying to obviously. I'm not, trying to shit, I'm not trying to shit on OU, but like that's it, bro. You're not. You're never getting Texas. You're never getting OU. Not trying to kick the rest of the Big Twelve when they're down, but we're about to be gone soon. And then you're about to have an 11 a.m. game against Kansas State, and you're going to go, hmm, maybe well, being independent and having see, a prime time game against, like, the well, Rainbow Warriors oh, was the Iowa move. State, Iowa State better watch out. They better not overlook BYU. Iowa State, what are we talking about? It's That's why I'm so scared to go to a game there, just because they butter you up, they're all nice to you, and then when you lose to them in a close thriller, they're like, y'all are just, y'all's history is so successful, like, y'all had those years back then, like, those were great, like, y'all just, like, you have such a good team, it's like, honestly, like, it's so emasculating in a way, that it's not like they're just, like, barking at you, or throwing beer cans at your head, or something, that it's just like, they're That's trying the to be thing. nice and soothe you over, yeah. but, like, there's nothing worse than something, like, like, 
whenever you lose and they're like it's just a game like it's gonna be all right like they're gonna do that to you in like the worst ways possible oh and like goodness. you're gonna feel worse going out of that stadium than say like an ou fan going out of tiger stadium in baton rouge whenever like they're like lobbing everything at you or something Yo, like tiger that Bates. in the next few years yeah like it's yeah. gonna feel i i will stand by that that like the byu like a close loss losing there is probably the worst place to lose in all of america no that's just a, because, that's actually a good yep. take because it's yeah. like it's, it's like the, oh my god they beat me but then like they don't care they're like oh yeah we beat you but not it's just even a happy. game it doesn't really matter and you're that's like it got, matters to me like, that's why like, i got so bad at i didn't get barked at at the national championship i'm like they were like oh the georgia i went to a georgia bar it was called the bulldog bar and i was expecting these georgia fans to really get up in my face they're like y'all just had such a great season like i like y'all must be so happy and i'm like bark at me bark at me like it's so emasculating just to sit there and then just like compliment you and like kind of fan over you even like when they beat you or like you know they're gonna beat you it's just the worst thing in the world no, just no. rub your head and like, be like good job sport like, Look here's, at you the go. Thing. here's the thing you went to la to a sporting event where tickets were like a thousand dollars a pop you do not meet the real georgia fans if you want to meet a real georgia fan <laughs> go down to McAllister, oklahoma during visitor hours to the penitentiary <laughs> that's where you meet the real georgia fans the real georgia fans we'll are doing federal time that's where real dogs are so yeah you didn't meet real georgia fans in la so that's why they were nice Oh my god, it's hilarious. Even Uga didn't go out to LA. That's how that's how inauthentic yeah, they were. Yeah, they didn't even take their mask on. It just sucks. It just like they knew they knew how much worse we were, and it just like they treated us like that. They were so nice. Like Georgia fans were so nice there, which just like just sucks. It was like all of them were just like this must be the best thing ever. I'm like it is, but like treat me like I belong here, like at least a little bit. Like pretend, like do your little barking thing and be mean and stuff like that. And they just never were like. Yeah. Just be, be be like a slight bit worried about this game, but they weren't. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's, you go. it's like just... when you get in trouble and then your parents, you know, like you think you're going to really get grounded or something. And then they're like, oh, we're just disappointed. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's BYU fans. They just, they were... They're just disappointed. It's not bad, <laughs> but disappointed. Like that yeah. is. <laughs> they're like, oh, good, good job, TCU. Here's your participation medal. Like mm -hmm. uh, you should feel real proud of yourself. Have Thanks a, have for a... coming. Thanks, thanks for coming. <laughs> You'll, yeah, no, that's that's funny. Well, this uh, got a little off the rails, but I thought it was, I thought I thought that was really really good. So, um, I don't Ooh. think there's anything else we can say. Any any final thoughts? No. Nope. Yeah. Basketball. 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 We look like crap. Basketball. We're down twelve. We're down twelve. It's not that bad. It's only two touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and it's not. Oh, wait, the Thunder are leading now. The Thunder were losing to the Rockets uh, pretty bad earlier. So it was about to be a real bad basketball night for me. But we're, we're going all right. We're going all right. But um, yeah. Anyways, uh, Ty ran off somewhere. He, he's he's probably grabbing a prop or something, I imagine. But uh, Blake, yeah, good pod. Yeah, how, how, how you feeling? good it's like i love talking about schedule talk i know we've been like in our own group chats have just been raving about <laughs> you raving. belong here what a desperate thing about the big 12 cat. schedule like we've been hoping for it and hey the shield did say mid to late january 
it hit the buzzer. It hit the buzzer, just like all of us probably did in college. It came in 11.59 on the due date. It was perfect. But, yeah, between that and just, like, good talk about some Big 12, uh, Big 12 basketball. For fans that are not uh, super big basketball heads, this is the season to watch just any Big 12 game. Like, that's been – I used to – I love the crumbs, and I love watching the little small teams. But, honestly, this year I've been so infatuated with just how good the Big 12 is that I'm watching basically all those games instead. So if you don't watch basketball, now's a good time to pick it up because really all these are all-time classics regardless of which one you're picking up. Yeah, just uh, unfortunately it does not seem like Porter Moser and the boys are giving you a lot of reason to watch OU basketball, at least the men's side. The women's side, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, uh, Taylor Robinson, Robertson, uh, the greatest three-point shooter in women's basketball history. Uh, she's They've been on a tear. Uh, give give them a, a watch. They're really good. And try to watch OU basketball. It might hurt, but just, I guess, support them. They might make the NIT. Who knows? Um, but uh, look, baseball season's coming up. That'll be fun to see what happens there. And then uh, softball. So it should be a fun spring season. And I'm looking forward to talking about those sports with y'all as well. But um, Ty, final thoughts? No, I mean, uh, I guess hopefully we turn this Bedlam game who knows, as again, we're recording it during the game. Hopefully we turn that around uh, and, and you know, open the best for OU basketball this season. Although I think keep realistic expectations and, and let's not make any judgments about coaching decisions this early on in a career. Not only that, but like the SEC is coming up and it's going to be a lot easier. So a lot easier. There's actually fodder in that conference to like really beat up upon because like that's really OU's problem is they don't have fodder. They're like close with these really good teams, but like ultimately at the end of the day, like for the NCAA tournament, you have to have wins. Like you have to win games. It's not really about quality losses. And honestly, for those bubble teams, they overlook your losses. It's more like, did you beat some quality opponents? So hopefully OU can rattle off some of those. Yeah. It just takes a couple wins. And, you know, I, I do think they got screwed over last year. Um, you know, I thought they had a really good re- resume, especially with that Baylor win in the tournament. But uh, they're going to have to start finding a way to win some of these close games. And they're going to have to find a way to start winning games against teams that are on the lower rungs of the Big 12, including Oklahoma State. So, look, by the time you listen to this, if you're listening on the uh, podcast feed, hopefully OU has turned it around. If not, things are awful. But um, anyways. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find us on YouTube at, um, at Schooner Pod, and then uh, wherever you find your podcast, uh, also under the Schooner Pod. But thank you all so much for listening to this hour and 12-minute ramble about college basketball, schedule, all that sort of good stuff. We will see you next time when we find something else to talk about. I don't know. It is tough out here in the offseason. Have a good one. Boomer Sooner, everybody.